0: Thank you so much. Conversations that you connect with and react to. SAFM. South African Law Reform Commission has recommended the introduction of a maternity support grant that will seek to assist pregnant women and new mothers. The move is set to cost three billion rand per year. Last week, the National Treasury announced the extension of social welfare programs for another year during the medium-term budget policy statement. There have been discussions around policy reforms in the refunding model of the child support grant to include vulnerable mothers beyond 2025. Can we afford it in our social policy framework? Let's talk to executive director of Social Policy Initiative, Isabel Fry. Isabel, thank you very much for joining us. Can we afford another three billion bucks?
1: Thanks very much, John. Thanks for the invitation. And I think the release of this report shows how critically important the social security debate is and will continue to be in South Africa. As you pointed out, the Minister of Finance in the MTBPS last week announced quite a surprise extension of the 350 Rand uh, Social Relief of Distress Grant. Mm-hmm. We know that the current child support grant goes to just under 14 million children of a 520 rand per person per month. And yet we are looking at approximately 15 million people, adults, working age adults, every month who are applying for the social relief of distress grant. So what we have, I am coming to answer your question, (laughs) but I'm just giving you the context, which is that what we have in this country is we've got a constitutional right to everybody, Mm -hmm. to social security if they need it. You've got your, your sort of cash transfers, which are for poor people, but we don't have a category in the Social Assistance Act for working age people. You've got your children, disabled, people with disabilities, old age people. No eighteen to fifty nine year olds. So the fact is that women who fall pregnant, um, and particularly during that first thousand days um, from um, fertilisation to birth and, and sort of and early feeding, do, are in require they require additional support in order to get the kinds of nutrition that the infant needs and um, the, the growing infant. Now, the question is, is giving a piecemeal grant, a maternity grant to women, the best policy alternative? Three, three billion rand. I mean, I currently our social grants are 253 billion rand per, oh, ma- per year. Okay. Sorry. Um, so three billion is, is small to that. My concern is that by doing a piecemeal response, what we're not doing is looking at the whole social security system and trying to see something which would prevent piecemeal increases. Because we saw that with the child support grant initially. Um, if you remember, it was introduced to children under the age of 7, and then 11, and then 15, and then 18, as, as people took the government to court and litigated. The law reform recommendation is a very good one because it emphasizes vulnerability. But you'll also remember that the uh, Minister of Finance last week Re- recommended a review, no, he announced a review of all social grants. Now, I've spoken to a couple of people in the uh, Department of Social Development and they weren't aware of this. But that's, in my view, having, using the research that came through from the law report's recommendations, because there's a lot of work in that. Looking at the eight years that we did at NEDLAC um, on comprehensive social security review, now's the time to take that, say people are calling for a universal basic income, people are mm-hmm. calling for um, a decent level of income support. Uh, now we need to actually start making the, the implementation plans and designs that roll out. Because I mean, don't forget, we have got uh, just about 12 million adults who are unemployed. And most of those people are permanently unemployed. I mean, of the people who applied for the social relief of distress grant, 60% had never worked before. So it's not a temporary loss of jobs, it's permanent. And we've got no permanent assistance. So. This is an interesting phenomenon, but more so I think because it shows another category of deeply vulnerable people in South Africa, which is the most unequal country in the world. It's not that we don't have the money. It's that the money is tied up amongst very few people and is not being distributed. And so children are born without the cognitive ability Mm. to enter into the labor market in time to become productive workers and to contribute back into the revenues.
0: The way I would look at it, a very long answer, Isabel fry is I would look at it like this. Three billion rand a year is what is going to cost the country. What does it currently cost the country to not look after those children and not give that grant? In other words, children dying, tr- children being malnourished, uh, parents giving up their children. That's got to be the balance that is being balanced or being worked on here, right?
1: Absolutely. And you remember the last um, in the last six months, there've been three tragic incidences that the media reported so those are just that media have picked up Mm. of mothers who have actually taken their own lives and the lives of their children they said we can't go on now that is a significant cost on society Um, I was getting to that point in my very long answer of saying that the cognitive development of children both in utero as well as um, in the first seven years Mm -hmm. is critical if we're not investing in that we have children who will not form that cognitive ability I mean one of the reasons why children in grade four are not able to read and write is not it's not 100% pro-teaching it's the fact that their brains have not developed and will not develop so we will be carrying as a country people who are never able to reach their full potential who will have behavioral challenges in terms of ability to cope with anger and adjust but health as well diabetes all these lifestyle diseases um, have links back to early childhood development so the costs have accumulated. It's not just in South Africa, I want to say. I mean, I've just been doing a research paper that looks at globally with a, with a reduction in the welfare state and the rise of, of a small state. You've got this massive pushback as countries are now looking 30 years down the line what the cost is to society, to the fiscus, of the short-term cuts political expediency mm. when new political parties came into
0: power uh, talk about the welfare there, there will be critics and i will get messages to say you're just you're just going to make more babies now as women are going to to look to make some money on the side and 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 they're not really going to look after their children they're just doing it for the money does a welfare and do grants work
1: grants work 100 percent and there has been so much research released in South Africa as well as other countries in the last 10 years that have shown the productive development or impact of grants, even the 350 child support grants. Your, your question about the dependency, I think that's something that people just need to think about because it's the design of the benefit. And we've, I've had many discussions with the Minister of Finance and said it's not the grants that create dependency. It's the fact that you introduce a means test. So for any person who takes a grant and tries to work, they're going to lose that grant. So you're selling tomatoes on the side of the road, you get 350 rand, you try and sell a few more tomatoes, you get 360 rand, you are kicked out of the system because it means test. next month there's rain, you don't sell anything, you are back on the pavement. So we need to be looking at how we use grants to incentivize people to get into the labour market, to support them through. The point about um, will women start falling pregnant, we also need to recognise that if you're only access to income is designed in such a way, what are the negative implications that policymakers are putting poor women in? Because that's the question. What choices are being given to women who have no access to income? There is There are very few people who will make the rational decision to say, I'm going to take upon raising a child for the next 18 years when I have no income. But where, they are, where this does exist, it's because of the choices that women are being given, and they don't mm. have many choices and no feasible ones.
0: This is a proposal by the SA Law Reform Commission. When will we see this either being put in or not being put in?
1: I think if you I, I, haven't heard what the, the minister's spokesperson, Lumka Olifant, said, there is a um, at the moment quite a large white paper reform process, so that will feed into it. I don't. We certainly haven't, it's not in the MTBPS, it won't be in next year's budget, and I do think that what it should do is to feed into an 18-month process which to probably lead up to the 2025-26 budget sure. if it does come through. But I do hope that we have a, a better and, and a broader review mm. of income support rather than just this piecemeal effect. Having said that, I do support the fact that pregnant women certainly need a lot more um, nutritional support and income support than they currently have.
0: Executive, Executive Director of Social Policy Initiative, Isabel Fry. Thank you very much.